0: Today, our listener shout out goes to Brett Altman. Brett wrote, I couldn't have found Rick at a more perfect time. He's a straight shooter and his knowledge is extremely helpful. After reading his book and listening to his podcast, I'm better prepared to build my music career. Thanks, Rick. Uh, You're welcome, Brett. And if you would like to be featured on an episode of the podcast, all you need to do is go to iTunes and leave a review. In this episode of the podcast, I talk about alcoholism, drug addiction, and haters. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So that intro is what you call a hook you know, get people to pay attention to what's going on. So I talked about alcoholism, drug addiction, and haters, kind of the way I said it, the way I, you know, raised my voice a little bit, hopefully sparked some interest. Uh, Here's what we're going to talk about today. So right now at the taping of this, I'm in the process of doing a lot of free trainings on management, helping artists figure out if they're ready for a manager, what they should look for. Uh, All you have to do is go to managemymusiccareer.com, take the assessment, and then you will kind of go through the process. So I'm going to explain a little bit. We're going to get deeper into the marketing side of things. And when you bring in an audience that doesn't necessarily know who you are and they make their judgments based on a video or an image, the wrong person can find that as a reason to just toss in the towel and quit. I use it as a way to teach. Let me explain. So inside of Facebook, what we were creating and currently are creating are what's called lookalike audiences. So that takes, we take a list of people, for example, my email list, people who already know who I am, maybe know my story, know my background, people like yourself that are listening to this podcast that really know me as a person, and we upload that list to Facebook and we say, okay, Facebook, go out and find us a lookalike audience. You can do a 1%, a 2%, a 3%. If you do 1% of the United States, you're going to get about 2.3 million people. So Facebook is out looking for people that meet a lot of the same qualifications. Usually it's interest-based, whether it be music, the music industry, things like that. So when you open it up to that many people and you start running your lookalike audience, all of a sudden, some of the comments that you're going to get could be taken very hurtful. Me, for example, you guys know my story. Uh, In the 80s, addicted to crack cocaine, lived homeless on the streets, uh, sold drugs for a while, did a lot of things that I'm not proud of uh, 30 years ago. okay, Actually, it is 30 years ago now for that situation. So what happens is, is that I myself have my part of my nationality is Portuguese. So we always tease that I have these Portuguese bags that are under my eyes. Also, 52 years old, you start to get a little older. All of a sudden, sometimes the eyes get puffy. So I shot a video where Maddie was funny. She's like, you need to go sit over here and do it. It brings on more natural light. Now, this particular day, I didn't put on any eye makeup. A lot of times I'll put eye makeup underneath the eyes, kind of you know clean it up a little bit. The cameras these days, even on your iPhones or 4K, they bring out a lot. If it's not lit properly, it can look a certain way. So I shot this video inviting people to register for... Actually, I wasn't even teaching them, uh, getting them to register at this point. I was teaching them some things. I was giving them some Tools that they can use in their career to this one was talking about, you know, if your music isn't being shared or if people aren't responding to you, this might be why. And I go and I list out all these things. So, of course, I get over 100 comments, 90 percent of them. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then depending on the time of night when this ad showed up in someone's Facebook feed, man, boy, you need to lay off the heroin. Man, this dude looks like a vampire. Looks like he's been up for weeks. Bro, stop using crack. It'll kill you. You really need to get some rest. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy's still alive that he can talk like this. I mean, it was getting pretty harmful and pretty hurtful, but not to me. The reason is because I know who I am as a person. I know that the internet allows anyone to get on there and say what they are going to say so, what I do is I delete them. If they get too crazy, Facebook actually hides them. There was one person though that I reached out to, and I. By the way, whenever that happens to you online, don't try to get into an argument with them in the public view. You'll never win. It doesn't make sense. You can come across uh, as you know somebody who isn't really who it is because you get hurt. I mean, you read it and you you take offense to it or you take it personal. I always like to take those conversations offline. So I reached out to this girl and I said, listen, thank you so much for uh, your concerns and your comment. But just so you know, it wasn't heroin. It was cocaine. And I've been sober now over 27 years. So she responds back and she thanks me for reaching out and things like that. And she goes, okay, I just saw it and I was worried. And I could tell that this young person had some addiction going on in her life, whether it was her or someone around her. And she was basically concerned. She was basically nervous. Some people are just being jerks. Some people, I could tell it was coming from a place of compassion. She wasn't trying to be hurtful. And I explained to her, we communicated back and forth. I said, listen, the reason that I'm sharing this with you, the reason that I'm very open about my drug addiction and my alcoholism. Now, I still consider myself a drug addict and an alcoholic. I'm just not a practicing drug addict or alcoholic. I've been sober off of everything for over 27 years. Those of you that know my story know that I realized cocaine was a problem, but I didn't stop drinking until a little later on. And then I realized that it was all a problem. uh, And people who didn't have a problem didn't go to jail. And I kept ending up in jail. So uh, I'm very open about my past for a couple reasons. One, I'm comfortable with who I am today. Two, there's somebody out there that may need to hear this message of hope. I tell this to every, every stage I get on, I share. I'm living proof that your past does not define your future. If you don't want it to be, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people come up to me and thank me for sharing my story and being honest with me. So those are the people that I ultimately want to reach with my story I don't care about the haters. I don't care about what they say. That's their opinion. They don't know me as a person. And if someone's gonna start hating on you, one, you gotta take a look at it and say, okay, is it true what they're saying? If it's true, fix it. If they tell you that your music sucks, it might suck. If they if they tell you, dude, you look like you're strung out on crack and you need to quit drugs, well quit drugs a long time ago. So I don't take that stuff personal. Take a look at what it is that they're saying. Delete it immediately. Don't try to get into an argument in public where people can see it. Send a message, hide the comments. That's your page. You know, I've seen so many people get frustrated and down on themselves because of this, but I'm also going to say this. You might not be at a point, if you're in recovery, you might not be at a point where you want to share it with the world. There's still people, this is something that's very private. It's very private to me as well, but I use it in a way for good. Okay, so you don't have to go out and tell everyone just because Rick does. I had someone come up to me in one of my management sessions and say, hey, Rick, how personal do we need to get with our audience? I always say as personal as you feel comfortable getting. Because you can only be judged by what's out there, not by what's not out there, not by what you share. So don't listen to the haters. Spread your message the way you want to spread your message. Have fun with it. You know, look at how far you've come, especially if someone makes an accusation like they make towards me. I look at all the good that I do on a day-to-day basis. I look at all the lives that I've been able to change. One, because I feel blessed that God let me live to share this message. am not here to put religion on anyone. That just happens to be my story. But I'm very grateful for the fact that I have a past. I'm very grateful for the fact that I've gone through something that a lot of people don't come out of, that I can share that victory with other people. And I want you to find the things in your life That can make a difference in people's world that you can go out there and share to show that, you know what, I know exactly where you've been, but look, there's good here too. All right. I know this is a little different than the other podcast (laughs) that I do, but I felt I wanted to share it. I felt that, hey, we were able to teach a little Facebook strategy in there in the beginning. But go out there, make a difference in the world, love what you do, find the people who will love what you do also. And ignore the haters. If you feel that having a manager is what is needed in your career, if you think that is what is missing, I invite you to head on over to ManageMyMusicCareer.com. That's ManageMyMusicCareer.com. Take the Am I Ready for a Manager assessment? And also, you'll get invited to a free manager training where I talk about what it is that a manager does when you should look for a manager, what to expect from your manager, and I'll even break the big myth of what everyone thinks is really happening inside the music business. Just head over to managemymusiccareer.com. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.